Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, good morning, Upstate. It's President's Day, so yes, it is the Tara Show, but Tara, Tara, Tara gets a day off on, on President's Day, so it's me. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-347-1063. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Do you think we exist today in a herd-like state as far as mindset? Will Rogers had a really good uh, quote. Always drink upstream from the herd. We all end up as mad, you know, members of some herd or another. Uh, a football team could be a herd, a marching band, a church, the armed forces, a riot or activist march, or a political party. And herds that represent a cause can be leftist or conservative, radical or passive, loud or quiet, hidden or out in the open. Ants run in herds and cattle and birds and fish and people. And, but what you call being woke a herd mentality? I would. It, it, it is hard to identify every woke action or statement as part of the herd. Some woke demands uh, are small, some are large. Woke hits in every corner. And without question, woke has followers in mass numbers. And I wonder if everyone who practices woke knows what he's representing. Because the woke world is is an interesting one. You know, I, I labored, I, and you did too. Everybody out there right now listening right now, every one of us worked really hard to escape that classic mountain of sophomore thought and high school mentality. But that's where we are now, and it has to be sort of taken seriously. Find something to complain about, and the herd rushes in. You can remove a statue or rename a place, call people racist, use pronouns, forget history, or even worse, try to place history with some made-for-today new history. And Tim and I were, were having this chat right before right before we came on because we were listening to Bernie Sanders, and now there's a new there's a new woke term, ageism. <laughs> and yes, yeah, yeah. What what you got to say about it, Tim? Or, oh yeah, I, no. I mean, it's my my opinion is that all isms are just classism. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> ID politics. ID politics or classism, that's what it is. And um, now ageism is something that we actually have to consider because now we've got all these uh, septuagenarian and octogenarian and pretty soon we're going to have uh, now Diane Feinstein is tickling Strom Thurmond trying to be the oldest senator. And, um, well, it's, it's, a, it's another herd. And never, ever have so few tried to control so many. Because the danger in the woke mentality is the herd. We're, we're not built to follow like a flock of birds in the sky that changes direction just because the one in front does too. Are we back to finding out how many people we can stuff, in, stuff ourselves into a phone booth? And how are we going to find a phone booth to do that with? Or how about the nitpicking of words into new meaning? Woke is the new hippie. The hippie wants people to listen to the crazy ideas they want to change the world, has a new and different campaign every week. But woke isn't leadership. It's just the opposite. It's a bunch of wimps screaming at the top of their lungs for justice. Woke will not be a career. It won't pay any bills. It will not feed your family. It will not fix anything. Woke is just a passing fancy with very little long-term value. And just like all the great fads of the past, woke will be a memory. Why in the world does anybody take woke seriously? But some people do. Woke is not L or C. It is not R or D. Woke is not socialism trying to get a foothold on young people's thought. It's a fad. And I know it's just a fad. Well, never underestimate good old competition. And second, woke has gone too far with stupid ideas and has been caught in the lie. It will die a fad's death. It will go the way of the Chia pet, the pet rock. The mood ring. What else is what else was a great fad? There were some great fads in the sixties and the seventies. KTL Records was a fad, you know? Tie dye. I don't know that tie dye was a fad, Tim. It was. Oh, okay. <laughs> is it does it not have a good modern analog? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, on a typical day. 60 million people will go to work to support themselves and their families. Woke lives on the fringe. They run around promising that the woke ideas have meaning and will somehow improve societal issues. Woke does not improve anything. It's just a bunch of noise. Because life is competition. Political campaigns are competition. People like sports because it's competition. Do you think some kids want to excel while others are on a different track? Woke allows the others to seem like winners, but in reality, they're just childish players. Why wouldn't we eliminate the Olympics then? Because doesn't everybody deserve a medal? Should we eliminate, eliminate rank in the military? Should we ban horseshoes? People are just naturally competitive. And woke has found its way into the everyday lives of people. And what do you think when a person says men can have babies? What do you think when Title IV becomes a sham for men to compete as women? What do you think 
when pronouns become so important that anybody who disagrees with it is an outcast. What do you think when the herd rushes to the next topic like racism? What should we think now that the academic world is bought into woke? Have well-educated PhDs become infected? Are we training the young to think differently about careers and work and family and new de definitions of the norms? Name something where woke has improved anything in life. And for those of you that it is woke, it is, if you are woke, it's time to grow up. We don't live in a perfect world, never have, never gonna. It's up to you to become a responsible individual, an adult. I think you call it adulting, which is another new word. But you have to work to support yourself and your family. Sorry. You have to You live in an imperfect world. Sorry. Everyone is not going to be treated equally. Sorry. And in some parts of the world, yes, slavery still exists. Yes, it does. Sorry. Someone who works hard is going to get that promotion. Sorry. Someone who works for a full career will retire with dignity. Dignity, excuse me. Sorry. Stuff happens like this all the time. And it's funny that over the course of history, some people think they can change life. And in some cases, they have met with success. Communal living has been tried without success. Eliminating the legal system has been tried without success. And the evolution of different countries from rulers to semi-socialism. Forms of government have been tried, mostly with success. Centralized government control over everything has been tried without success. But the main thing is that this awful world is not awful. Philosophically, philosophers come and go. And uh, some great philosophers have argued over the course that for a variety of things. But we need to break away from the woke herd. Then we can actually evolve. Maybe achieve light speed and get off this rock. When we get back, Nikki Haley wants to be president. You're listening to 106.3 WORD. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-347-1063. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Well, our former governor has thrown her hat in the ring. She wants to run for president. Uh, She's not polling very well at the moment, but, you know, as a lot of people are going to tell me, Because I will get out there and tell anybody listening that I think she would be a mistake as president. And I would point out, and looking at how she's polling, and then I'll be told, well, Bill, there's still a long way to go before the nomination is run, right? Before the primary. So just uh, hold your peace there, okay? But I have a theory, you see. I look at Nikki Haley as the Kamala Harris of the Republican Party. And she pulled out the dog-eared book of the Lindsey Graham cliches to throw out there in the press, like now's the time for a strong and proud America. Well, it was the time for it yesterday. It's going to be the time for it tomorrow. It's the time for it every day. Uh, that's... Uh, that. You, Telling me that is not something I don't already know. Thanks. I also have a theory that she's probably trying to position herself as the vice presidential nominee, whether it's Trump or DeSantis that gets the nomination. And it's exactly the kind of cynical, shameless move that this cynical, shameless striver would make. And that her Democrat doppelganger did make. Like Kamala, and Nikki is everything wrong with her party. Kamala is Hillary Light. Slightly less bitter, a lot dumber, but just as insincere. Nikki is Jeb Bush in a skirt, temperamentally establishment and soft, much more ambitious and cunning than the human puffball who pegged us, you know, begged us to clap as he waited what he expected would be a coordination. Very vapid. Unaccomplished despite her credentials. Nikki Haley is the Peter Principle personified, a tiresome, empty pantsuit whose pure and shameless ambition compensates for her lack of talent. And both she and Kamala want to be president. Now, if America was dumb enough to allow either one to do so, we deserve the pain that inevitably follows with that. And here's the thing. Because of certain circumstances today, if we're dumb enough, you know, to to vote her in as the nominee, nominee I guess I got to support that moderate, moderate fecklessness, which is only marginally better than whatever chump the communists throw at us. And 
That's damnation with very faint praise. She's really just our Kamala Harris with a different party label and no Montel Williams baggage. There was a time when Kamala was looked upon as a fearsome up-and-comer, a bright new talent from way out west, who could unite desperate parts of the Democrat Party behind her. <laughs> and that was a long time ago. She was the attorney general in California, and she was awful. But luckily for Kamala, the objective consideration of the Democrats' job performance is no longer a thing. Oh, okay, well, let's go to the phones. What can I do for you? Hello? Yes. Hey, Brother Bill, it's great yes. to hear from you, man. I love your show. Oh, thank you. Um, I wanted to ask a question, uh, but first I wanted to mention that watching The Apprentice with Donald Trump, he could have suggested that he's not going to pick Mike Pence the second time, <laughs> and whoever shows up on the polling the best between uh, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and my favorite from the State Department, um, Pompeo. Right. I, I figure those three probably got the strongest uh, Republican bid. So maybe Trump has organized this to see who he will pick as a vice president. That's um, a possibility from watching The Apprentice. All of that is a possibility. I mean, I, I put nothing yes, in, in, in the realm of politics. I put nothing aside, although sometimes I, I do think we give them a little more credit than they're due. So. Sometimes, yes, yes sir. sir. But here's my question. Yes, sir. Taiwan uh, was visited by the Chinese government. Right. And Joe Biden is a puppet as well as Mitch McConnell is a puppet for the CCP. Right. I'm thinking that China is just developing its defense. When they have completed Taiwan into their strategies, don't you see or foresee a offensive attack against the United States from that it, balloon path? It would depend on how we respond to Taiwan, whatever they do with Taiwan. See, well, the, what the, if here, Taiwan here, realizes Beijing well, owns the White House? Well, Here's the Aren't thing to consider. Capitulate? Here's the thing to consider. Before, right before Trump went out of office, they had a they had a field exercise where they did a war game scenario where defense of Taiwan was part of it. Right. And we were wiped out. We were wiped out. Because we were wiped out. Innovation of the navy. I well, remember. And it, it also because all of these countries have had a chance to watch us fight a prolonged war on the war on terror for 20 years and watched the way our iterations and ev evolutions have come around and the way we actually do things, which with certain, with certain forces that's going to work and with other forces, it isn't going to work. And, um, you know, but it's really going to depend on how we responded to Taiwan, which right now we're not really, we're not, we're not at our best. And as far as Biden goes, Biden more or less praised Xi Jinping at the state of the union address. That State of the Union address silenced both the Republican and Democrat when he came out praising Xi Jinping. So do, do you know his story? Do you know Xi Jinping? Do you know his story? He is sold out. Do you know Ping's? Uh, do you know Xi Jinping's story? No, sir, I don't. So, but real I, quick, before I we run out of time, the men. Well, well, check out this this guy. This guy, he he was a he was a he came up.
early on in the, uh, he was a child during the revolution as it began. And the Communist Party came and took his father away and had his mother denounce his father in public. His sister committed oh, really? suicide. And he was taken away and made to live in a city in China where they lived in caves, where it was lice and flea infested. And he, he fought out of that and he clawed his way up into uh, up the, the to where now he's the supreme leader of the CCP. Right. Now well, his story oligarchy over there too. Well, but what I'm saying is that his story, this guy is a guy that is a very tough leader. He he is definitely somebody not to be taken lightly. Right. I'm running out of time, brother. Hard as cold. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your call. When we get back, I'll talk a little bit more about Nikki. You're listening to 1063 WORD. All right, the GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-347-1063. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Before we go back to Nikki and Kamala, let's go to this uh, this text. First of all, you're calling me Freddy. My last name is Freddy, F-R-A-D-Y. It is the Anglo spelling of my ancestral name, which is Freddy, which is Germanic, which means... Something that brings about peace, as in I show up, I kick its butt, and I, I'm there. But regarding Nikki, Nikki there, it sounds like you don't even want to give Haley an even chance, or even a chance. At least she did have the ambition to want to jump in. I think we should at least hear what she stands for, what kind of policies she would like to enact before we throw her off the cliff, you know. Well, she was the governor of South Carolina. And she spent her entire career with her chief of staff, Chris Pearson, calling a national, a national uh, consultant in Virginia, trying to, uh, trying to find out what she could do that particular day to get on the national stage and look really important. And the state that she has left in place, right? And remember this, Nikki Haley rode in there, and um, she rode in there, and uh, she rode it rode the uh, Tea Party wave when she was not a Tea Partier at all, but she took advantage of something. And then she used the, she, she was going to use the governorship to, to step up to something bigger, stepping stone, and then she became the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. And now she thinks the natural evolution is to be the president because she's married to a combat vet. <laughs> because of that. Now, I was talking about Kamala. And see, in the Democrats, job performance is no longer a thing. I mean, look at Pete Buttigieg. And he's supposed to be also. He's supposed to be a first-ranked potential nominee and Kamala's main competitor. Kamala inherited a Senate seat and simply showed up for a few years and voted for the, the approved nonsense throughout and then ran for president. And it was only then that the full extent of her mediocrity became known. She was a reliable vote for whatever is in fashion in her party at the moment, still is today. When Democrats were pretending to be tough on crime, she locked up potheads. 
But then when crime became cool again, she was out there helping to bail out thugs and junkies and looters. She is like a parody of a Democrat, but with more weird rhapsodies about yellow school buses. But the thing is, nobody in her party likes her. No one wants her. And yet there she is in the White House, scheming and plotting, ready to toss aside anybody who wants to get ahead of her on the ladder. If I was the president, and thankfully I'm not, and she set up a plate of you know, home-baked cookies, I'd be testing them on my vicious dogs. Now, Nikki Haley was governor here in South Carolina, where she distinguished herself by surrendering to the mob on the state flag. And it's not that the rebel flag is any great shake, you know, but it was her sanctimonious acceptance of the whole narrative behind the faux outrage that exposed her inner establishment conformist. She also bought the Bubba Wallace noose nonsense because, of course, she did. She cares what the establishment thinks. She cares what the regime media thinks, and she cares what her consultants think. And she thinks that you and I, the conservative base, think what, what, what we think is scary and frightening. But she'll be, pretend to be down with it if she figures out that's what it takes to win. If you ever want to know what Nikki Haley will do, you need to put a finger to the breeze and thereby know what, which way she'll go. She is a human windsock, a consultant-driven conventional wisdom advocate who says things like, let's build bridges to a better tomorrow type dross, you know. She always seems on the verge of demanding that you conservative ruffians keep it down and let the adults talk. Sometimes she's right, but that's because she cloaks herself in conservatism. But you get the idea that this is like she's acting, that her heart's not really in it. She, got, she gets huffy with people that write things about her. She was an adequate, uh, adequate uh, UN ambassador, primarily because she usually just said no to the commies and the third world potentates. And as such, she met our minimal standard, yet which apple cart did she shake or overturn? The Germans in Germany land, they still moan about Rick Grinnell's tenure as ambassador to Deutschland. But does anybody remember anything Nikki did except suck up to Trump? And boy, did she suck up to Trump until he stopped being useful. And Trump is now dropping rumors that she begged him to ditch Mike Pence and put her on the 2020 ticket. I don't know if that's true. Could be true. But who can't see her wheedling and cajoling the president to dump his loyal second and give her the gig? And who's shocked that her promise not to run against Trump got kicked to the curb when it became inconvenient? Yeah, I, I guess if she had to do it to save the country, that's okay. But Nikki's not going to save anything. She's another of the GOP decline managers from, from the double O's that we thought we had kicked to the curb. And despite the fact that the base wants nothing to do with her based on her lack of basedness, and there, there's a lot of idiots on the left and alleged conservative ones who attack her name and heritage, and those people should be shunned for being classless and stupid and for making me defend her in the first place. But she's, she's been laying the groundwork for this for a while. She started one of those packs with a name like the Forum for Eagles, Families, America, and Eagles. Using pleas like Help Nikki Save America from the Threat of Badness. 
Her Twitter feed is a litany of tiresome basic de declarations along the lines of, we need to empower people to realize their dreams. I like America, and I don't care who that offends. Now is not the time to hold back. Now is the time for a strong and proud America with a fist emoji, flag emoji. Her pre-announcement video was absolutely hilarious and how basic it is. It's like she got a bunch of consultants who tried to program her with some hardcore America firstism and ended up with her vomiting out the same kind of painfully awkward faux toughness of Mitt Romney insisting he's severely conservative. All of that's an act. An act so phony it would be cringe if it wasn't so funny. She would sell us out faster than uh, the Jeb Wing could possibly do. She would get out there and say, we should all reach across the aisle to grasp a better tomorrow. But you have to give Nikki some credit compared to Kamala. At least her consultants can cobble together some uh, coherent hack cliches while Kamala's make absolutely no sense at all. The problem for Haley is the same problem for Harris. They're both overambitious mediocrities who believe in nothing except the fierce urgency of their own advancement. And she's polling at about 2%, and those 2%, they're probably drunk. They're both hoping to make up their unpopularity with the sheer intensity of their wanting it for themselves. And policy is secondary for both. Conservatism is a fake hobby horse that Nikki hopes to use to ride into D.C. and a gig as the vice president before pay taking the big step into the Oval Office down the road. But we don't know that she understands what that even means, conservatism. She has shown none of the contempt for the establishment that Trump has. She has not built a track record of owning the left as Ron DeSantis has, and she had a chance to do that here. She had a chance to do that here. But policy is really beside the point for her. The whole time she was our governor, it was all about preparing for this time now, this day. That's the problem. When we get back, I'm tired of being the nice guy. Are you tired of being the nice guy? You're listening to 106.3 WORD. You know, the sad thing is that, that most people think of this music now as the golden old oldies. You can watch all kinds of YouTube videos about listening to gorillas for the first time. <laughs> I love that song. Yeah. GS, uh, the GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-347-1063. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Um, I, you know, I, I don't have as much time as I thought I was going to have about being a bad guy. or I'm tired of being a good guy. So let's talk about the balloon thing. Because the balloon thing worries me a great deal. See, we can, we can figure out, you know, we were being told that we couldn't shoot it down over Montana because of the possibility of collateral damage on the ground. And I thought about when that, uh, when that shuttle disintegrated coming in, and I was trying to remember how many people got killed on the ground, and I don't think anybody got killed on the ground. And that was a fragmented 
faster than the light speed coming in, coming in hot, bunch of uh, debris. And I think about the world as it is today. And the world as it is today is a very dangerous place. Right now, you got North Korea there coming back alive. You know, when when Trump was when Trump was president, he went over there and he sat down with uh, old Kim Jong and uh, said, "Listen." You're very impressive. You're a very impressive young man and all this other stuff. But if you try anything nuclear against the United States, I'm going to hit you so many times with the left, you're going to beg me for a right. And then, surprisingly, we heard nothing out of North Korea for a very long time. And that's because nobody's going to fight a strong president. When Reagan was president, we won the Cold War without firing a shot. And that's because we were unleashed we were told if they come across this border, you kill every one of them. And so we sat there watching them, waiting for them. They never came across the border. The balloon thing is troubling because it would do something. It, it leads me, one of the things that I have always been concerned with is EMP. And EMP, which is it's it's there are ways to defate to uh, to deflect and defeat EMP, but I'll guarantee you that nobody listening, including myself, is prepared for EMP because the biggest thing, the biggest challenge in any survivability, is the loss of electricity. We don't know how to act without electricity. Do, does anybody remember the early 2000s when we had that ice storm and we didn't have power in some places for like 10 days? And it was, you know, we were reverting back to having fires out in the backyard to warm our hands. And, uh, you know, if somebody else got their lights on, people were knocking on the door wanting to look in the, look in the house because it has lights. Do you remember that? Well, it just got proved to us that that can, that can be done to us just about any time. Right now, the way we're doing things, that could be done to us just about any time. Uh, if, if they're to be believed that they did not detect them, which I sit back and i got to be honest with you, I sort of think they probably did. But that's beside the point. If they did detect it and they left it up there, then that means that they had to have had, I hope that this means that they had some sort of satellite oversight on this that they used some of those really nice high-resolution cameras and looked at it and said, oh, there's nothing to be afraid of here. That's my hope. But I'm not holding my breath. Let's do this again, just like we just did. How about that? I'll be right back. You're listening to 106.3 WORD. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 